everyone, and welcome to episode 129 of the Odafest podcast. Holy it's shit. me, special guest Dio, and I'm here with some awesome friends. Holy moly, it's a Dio. Holy moly, I'm alive. Me, Queen Dio Extreme. It's that, that's me. That's, yeah, that's, it's barcoded, tattooed on my neck. Meme queen uh, ex- extreme. Queen. Yes, that's me. Queen. Meme queen, cream extreme team. Yes, that's me. Welcome to Dio. the stream. Sour cream burrito supreme. I'm Jay. <laughs> yes, that's me. Angela's over there. Nancy's somewhere else. And Angela is also with Dio. They're in the same space. Amazing. I'm floating in the ether somewhere. Yeah. Oh, living rent-free in my mind that's where he lives yes man that's i wish it was rent-free what i am curious to know is in your corner of the galaxy has anyone gotten instantly rich over the last week i wish if i Me did too. i wouldn't tell you because my i'm smart it's going to true. be 1700 enough yes but also no uh um, one of the security guards at my work actually got a little bit of a paycheck. Ooh. They get paid. Ooh. Exciting. Yeah, they get paid sometimes. You guys get money? Are we wow. still doing that whole money-based economy thing? Oh, right. Yes. So uh, to not not to out him too much, but uh, back in August, he and his grandfather were like, hey, let's do stock things. And then, on a whim, he was like, you know what? I'll buy $400 worth of GameStop stock. And this was last August? This was last August. So they Damn. bought it at, like, 20 bucks? Uh, It was at, like, 6 bucks or something. I can't remember what he said. I'm going to do the cheap. research. I'm going to do the research. It was really cheap, apparently, for him. Damn. And Lucky. so he cashed out uh, at around... $10,000 profit. Wow, gosh. The lowest... looking for a Crazy. girlfriend, perhaps? Yeah, so in September, it was seven sixty five US, but in August, it was four fifteen. dollars Yeah. USD, so that really would have been about six fifty a share in Canadian. Oof, 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 oof. Oof. But he made it big. Yeah, yep. I have um, a friend, good friend, that I met in the Overwatch space and uh it's it's a really it was like a really happy story to like check in with him because like we keep in touch and like we're we're not like super close but we're not like super distant either but um at the time when we had first sort of been hanging out and doing like overwatch stuff together he had been homeless like he'd had to move across like the states um to like uh get away from like an abusive family situation and like he was like legit like like sleeping on the street type of thing and so our goal was to get him picked up by a collegiate team like collegiate overwatch team because if he played collegiate overwatch then he would have a place to stay because you can live at school if you're a student so that ended up happening and so as a result of being at school you know he's learning stuff learning and studying business and ended up like that's how he ended up getting interested in like the stock market and the stock exchange and educating himself on on all that stuff so he's kind of like i remember it was really amazing to like see this tweet from him the other day without like outing him but he talks about how he went from being legitimately homeless eight months ago to today being someone who has an entire bitcoin to his name wild how much that is, is wild and good for him. Pretty close yeah. to forty thousand dollars. 
It's yeah. 42,144. Wow. That's not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah. I wish I had a Bitcoin. Me too. I also wish I had a Bitcoin, but it was a, it was a very, uh, it was a, just a nice way to like check in on an old friend who I was like, I knew you were struggling and now, you know, I'm happy that you're not struggling. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the, the stock market shenanigans have been all very, very to the sweet. meme economy. <laughs> the meme economy Man, trumps speaking all. Speaking yeah. of meme economy, I found, uh, the, the wallet file for my old Dogecoin wallet. Oh, really? And while I was fairly certain that i'd completely emptied it out for steam money uh-huh. i wasn't a hundred percent certain uh so i went through like three different methods of of trying to get this uh six-year-old wallet file to give me the private key so i could figure things out and uh like three hours later i figured yeah that wallet's fucking empty Aww. <laughs> That's awesome. well for what it's you worth, know like for anyone who doesn't know about like uh, uh, cryptos, like Doge is a meme currency. Like it does exist, but Doge so, was always a meme currency, and for whatever reason, people are pumping it up. Yeah, right now. literally, literally huh. about five days ago, I happened to see. Like I just, I was just curious about it because people did bring it up, and uh, like I won't lie that I don't like I have stocks, but I, I'm a fairly safe trader. Like I, I haven't invested in any of the GME stuff and and whatever, um, but. I did look at Dogecoin just like to see what it was, and I actually saw the peak, which is about seven cents. But that being said, it normally sits at around like three cents or two cents. So seven cents was quite that's amazing. actually still very high that's for Dogecoin. Percentage wise, yeah. that's quite high. Back that's when I high. was uh, mining Dogecoin, it was worth about a third a cent per coin. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It was worth almost nothing. I remember it being yeah. worth. Hey, like, man, my hundred thousand Dogecoin still got me fifty bucks worth of. Same. Of, uh, like I, I, I also money. had a couple hundred thousand Dogecoin. It turned into some actual money. But man, if I had held on to that stuff, it would have turned into an actually pretty decent amount of money. Yeah. So mm-hmm. when I converted it to fifty dollars of Steam money, I had to use Bitcoin as an intermediary, mm-hmm. and it was one tenth of a Bitcoin at that point in time. Wow. Oh, if so that only fifty dollars of steam if money. If you kept it as Bitcoin. If I hodl, if I hodl that Dogecoin. Yep. If we had just it'd sat be four thousand dollars right now. But you know what? It's funny because I feel like we're so we're all sort of, uh, I wouldn't say like middle aged, but we're approaching middle age kind of idea, and we're sort of getting an idea of like you know stocks or whatever. And I feel like we're just echoing the past generations of like, you know. If only I had invested in Google. If only I had invested in Microsoft. If I invested in Apple. You know what I mean? Like, because you can't know, right? Like, yeah. you, you no. can't know the future. You can exactly. Never the closest know what one I had like, a time machine. Yeah, the closest one of like real value. Like, I'm not saying like like GameStop. Here's the truth: GameStop has no real value. Uh, it might hurt you to oh, s- hear God, it, no. and you'd be like, "That's bullshit." It's got three hundred dollars of of you know stock value. It's like. Yeah. Yeah, but our people. But do you have enough people to buy it at that price? It's not. So it's you a, can actually it's turn not a sustainable. It into... Yeah, it's it's clearly a bubble. Um, I'm not I'm not shitting on the whole idea of it. I think it's hilarious. But if you think this is some huge play that like is overturning the stock market, no, it is literally like maybe one percent of the stock market that's being like upturned. And it, yeah, like the word billions gets tossed around a lot for this mm-hmm. kind of stuff about who's getting like upturned 
but it's yeah. not really as big of a play as you think it is. A lot of stocks are not being affected at all. The the in, hedge in fund market. that's at the center of all this, Melvin Capital. Yeah. yeah. A report came out today. Mm-hmm. They've effectively lost fifty uh, percent of their value right Ooh. from this gain stop boondoggle. And don't get me wrong, that is still like a lot of money, but it's really only affecting a very small portion of a niche sector of stock markets. You have like that's it what is, you have to understand. If you are a part of that hedge fund, it affects you. Yes. If you are mm-hmm. not a, a mm-hmm. part of Which that hedge most, fund, more it does not than not. affects yeah. you. Um, but sorry, before I got off track there, I was like the only really recent sort of big play on stock was probably Tesla. Um, oh. and that actually would I would say has some real value to it. Some people are still trying to determine their value. Some people say it's overpriced as usual. Some people say it could still keep going. But if you were like someone who has a few thousand dollars to throw around on getting some Tesla stock, that would be probably your safe play for some like fun gaming type of like like stock market stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Otherwise, the game the GameStop thing. I'm of the opinion that even though like there's a lot of um, what do you what would you call it like a uh, uh, societal buildup towards the situation, if it was not for a stock like GameStop, like where it's almost like a meme to do it for a gaming company because otherwise it's like we wouldn't do this for Kellogg's. Or something, you know what I mean? <laughs> what about for Blackberry? But Kellogg's Frosted I, Flakes. I don't think it's a meme because of GameStop. It's a meme because, like, the same thing with, like, AMC or the Blackberry stocks or even, like, Nokia a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's the idea that, like, these these stocks have been trending down. Yeah, as they've a been result. shorted. I get that. Like, as they've been result, bet against. That's you, the whole you point know, of the you hedge. Can be, yeah. They can be bet against, right? Yes. So mm-hmm. I think that's the whole thing but, is, is people are buying into the meme because it's frustrating yeah. to see, like, the little guy get dumpstered on by a person who can bet on them losing. Right. Yeah. But I would also argue that there are, like, like I'm not going to, impre- like, you know, try to assume that my knowledge of stock markets are vast, but... Those aren't the only little guys. In fact, you could argue that they're not quite oh, as little not. as you think they are, mm-hmm. right? Like the truth is, there the, are serious the... little guys. The, it, it, I would argue that I would st- like. I'm staying on my point that I think it is a meme because these stocks have a certain nostalgia or some sort of sentimental tie to the community that is boosting them. It's not just sort they're of also some just sort of the biggest little guy. Like Jay sort of. does yeah. have a point though. If this yeah. was happening to some no-name, like, numbered oil company... Exactly. No one would care. Well, no, no one, one would care because it's an oil company. But, like, so, if Oh, my it were... God. Oil company 42069 is getting shorted to the moon. Oh, my God. Okay. Buy oil, oil, Actually, no. Buy shorted into the ground. Yeah. But you better buy you better buy oil company 42069 stock and... That is not legit financial advice yeah. in the case Wait, that that sorry. stock actually I exists. I don't disagree that is. it's a meme. I agree so. with it. People are buying into it because it's a meme because GameStop is the biggest little guy you could have. In this scenario, In this kind yeah. of situation. Um, in this yeah, kind of situation. I do feel mm-hmm. like sentimentality comes to it, like a theater company, um, you know, like a video game company, obviously. it's It's just, if it wasn't them... I really don't. I like if it wasn't happening to them. I don't think this would have come about. Uh, it, there's definitely a big play about that, but it's still kind of cool to see. I didn't really participate. I looked into it. I really did, and I was like, 
eh, like I don't need to lose money. Well, that's yeah. the thing is that I mean, investing in stocks is a gambling game. Don't don't put yes, money into yeah. stocks that you're not comfortable losing. Is losing. the general yeah, sentiment exactly. behind is the general stocks. advice? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing for the reason that this happened is it happened because of a leak, right? Like mm-hmm. normally yeah. you wouldn't know that a stock it's in any company shorted. for any reason is being shorted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It comes from the fact that there was a leaked Twilio document. Twilio is a um, is a, a tech company, a big tech company that has a bunch of was different products. Was it a leak? I, I was under the impression that this uh, sort of market movements were completely public it, information. It, it was public information. Like, it's not, it wasn't that it was private, but you, you wouldn't have noticed it if not yeah. for the, the document that it was in. Okay. I guess. Yeah. Like, it's like, if you had wanted to go, let's say, you want to go and dig into the stock information on blah, blah, blah company, then sure, you could have dug into GameStop in particular and Mm -hmm. noticed that their stocks were trending down and hazard a guess that probably someone somewhere was shorting them. Mm -hmm. But the information relating to Twilio's clients, namely the hedge fund that was shorting GameStop, like, you wouldn't have had that information so maybe like leak isn't the right word but you wouldn't have had sort of like the it was almost like inside lens. information yeah yeah you wouldn't basically have had the narrowed part lens of, that you had yeah if you weren't sort of part of the trading hemisphere you probably wouldn't have paid attention to it yeah. so to rephrase it the the fact that it was being shorted was public information the fact that it was shorted uh what was it 140 percent of its float was public information. It's just that no one was actually looking to see that mm-hmm. until this one report was like, yeah, guys, uh, GameStop's shorted to 140% of its float right now. That's kind of weird. Yeah. I, my favorite thing. And then people started paying attention. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Nancy. I'm so a lot of the the uh, discussion, a lot of the, the news coverage, et cetera, et cetera, has been around what the people who who went in on this effort, this initiative to try and bring the stock up astronomically. And then also from the side of the hedge fund that was trying to short it. I kind of wonder what the people behind GameStop are thinking right now. Uh, that's a good question. I, yeah. I'm i of the opinion where like, they're like, I don't know what is happening. I'm just along for the ride as well. Like, like, they didn't expect- <laughs> like no, no, because I, when I just looked up like the, the data, right, for mm-hmm. um, the trending, in the last five years, it was down to even like three dollars USD. Like wow. it has not been doing well in whole. And the truth is, we all knew this because we're all gamers. We we know where our primary gaming interests lie and where our primary we, we know are. we know it's which gaming GameStop. lords hold our wallets. We yeah. do. We're not, not shy GameStop. about that either. Um, but my favorite thing that's actually come up about this is. I don't really care about all the memes explaining what's happening. I don't care about the memes about like hold the like like hold the line or like you know we're we're gonna upturn the the, the Hoddle, stock. Market. I don't care about any of that. Huddle to the moon. Yeah, my Hoddle. favorite one <laughs> is actually where someone's like they're describing the new GameStop experience, and it's like ah yes. Welcome, sir, to GameStop. May I take your jacket, sir? And it's like, ah, <laughs> yes. You will find your free complimentary Red Bull on the side. Yes. Ah, yes, thank you. Take your time Red browsing. Bull. Red Bull. What is this? Pl- they got they got the premium sparkling G Fuel, man. Oh, my bad. Is oh, that a thing? No, hold on. Uh, is that G a thing? G Fuel is a powder, right? Yeah. 
Okay. And so I imagine you can just mix it into sparkling water. Oh my god, that would taste but yeah, awful. Just the idea that, like, because we all or know that. Or what if you that... mixed it into champagne? <laughs> oh my god. We all know that, like, the the GameStop experience. So your G Fuel cat champagne yeah, is not is not that good for like, your Halo campaign. There. Yeah, but the, there is like the ones that were just like, ah, oh, yes, the premium experience. Ah, oh, thank you for shopping GameStop, sir. <laughs> yeah, I do wonder about that. Like. The, like everyone's been talking about everything but the like GameStop, the actual company itself. I'm just very curious to know what's really going on in the heads of the people who own GameStop right now. Uh, Everyone who owns GameStop uh, stock options, like any of the employees with with GameStop stock, are like fucking sell, fucking sell. Except for anyone who's on Wall Street bets and is into the Kool Aid, who's like huddle to the moon and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's really just all. Everybody who has GameStop stock knows exactly what the fuck is going yeah. on with GameStop and, and stock right now. With this whole like to the moon thing, I'm going to say like one thing, and and this is the only thing that I would consider as giving advice: be careful because it is a bubble and it will burst. And if you oh, weren't yes. willing to, if if you invest in something like ten grand, which is like. You thought like That's oh, a lot of like money. I see going That's a it. lot of money for you to and gamble with. I can with. understand that maybe you're looking at like if you withdrew, if you sell right now, and it's like four hundred grand, five hundred grand. I don't know what it could be right now for you. That's great and all, but be careful. Beware, because that when, it, when bursts, it falls, and it will, it will be hard. The one thing that I know for certain about the stock market is that every dollar that somebody makes on the stock market is a dollar that someone else got screwed out of. Yeah. In this case, it's mostly hedge fund money, and we're not so upset about it. But exactly, <laughs> it will come back to you. And maybe GameStop does come out better on the end. Like like we were talking about, what does GameStop owners do with the money? Maybe they invest in their product. Maybe it becomes a pro- better product. But maybe, but that really still only means that their stock is worth maybe fifty bucks or twenty bucks. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it's mm-hmm. not that often that you hit a hundred dollars stocks. That's those are expensive. To my stocks. understanding, before the uh, before the stock started getting really shorted, like mm-hmm. over a hundred percent shorted, mm-hmm. uh, it was sitting around the sixteen dollar area, mm-hmm. something of that nature. Uh, which is perfectly acceptable for something like so. GameStop stock. I think so. Like to be fair. GameStop is a struggling company. Yeah. And so a $16 stock price kind of reflects that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, maybe. I don't know what a, what a good stock price is now that I think about it. <laughs> I could be. Ta- I am yeah. talking out of my ass but, right Yeah. Now. Like, uh, that's so the I only. Just stop. I'm just saying. I'm reiterating that the only thing that you really need to be aware of, and I know it sounds like it's obvious, but that bubble will burst and you will need to get your money uh, hopefully Again, before. Not not advice, yeah. but anybody who's thinking about buying GameStop stock right now is probably buying close to the peak of the market, and that's just a bad idea. Yeah. Also true. Never Anyways. a good idea. Mm-hmm. On to more fun things. More fun things. Uh, Instead of the black and red, what about the, the black and the pink stuff? <gasps> black, pink in your area. First of all, I want to thank Dio again for inviting me. It was You're awesome. so welcome. Super fun. Uh, it was yeah. such a good time. What did you do? Okay, I, so, I want to know all about this. 
Yes. So Blackpink, for those who do not know, is a very popular Korean uh, girl group. Um, they are the most popular female act. So like a, a, an act as in more than just an individual singer in the entire world, which is crazy, mm-hmm. but good for them. Um, they are made up of four members, Jenny, Rose, Lisa, and Jisoo. Um, and they're really interesting as a K-pop group because they're a little bit multicultural. Um, mm-hmm, both mm-hmm. Uh, three of the members speak English um, very fluently. Um, Rose grew up in Australia. Uh, Jenny spent a lot of time in New Zealand as a child. Mm-hmm. Um, Lisa is from Thailand, so she speaks Korean, Thai, and English. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, yeah. And then uh, Jisoo is the only like native I was born in Korea. I've lived in Korea my whole life. Korean um, member of the group. And I love her. She's the oldest. A lot of their songs actually are either in Korean and English or some of them they've done straight English covers. Yeah, they've done straight English covers. They have um, they've done English versions of or like partial English versions of some of their songs. They have mixed Korean English songs. They also have mixed Korean English Japanese songs and mixed English Japanese songs, um, versions of their songs. And so this year, 2020 was like a big year for Blackpink. They had um, they had three singles, Mm. um, three singles, two B-sides and a full album come out over the course of 2020 and so normally as an artist when you have a an album and you have a bunch of songs you have a bunch of fans and a bunch of hype you have a concert right and previously back in 2019 um when they had their like second ep um and like kill this love was taken over the internet they had a world tour and they went all around the world and performed and i guess they were originally planning to do a world tour again but obviously given the state of the world you can't really do a world tour and you can't really have people go to in-person events so they decided to do an online virtual concert on youtube which was yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I decided to do was I wanted to buy the VIP ticket and watch the concert, but I figured it would be kind of lonely to like just watch the concert in my house by myself. I want to invite some friends. We'll watch it together over Discord and, and we'll have like a little watch party and we'll watch the concert together. And so Super that's what we fun. did yesterday night. And it was really, really fun. Everybody was really excited and I'm really into it. Wow. Dio just out here talking about that piracy. It's like I hear the FBI knocking on the piracy. door right now. We all had tickets. Yes, yeah. everybody had tickets. Absolutely. There was no sharing video over Discord. Exactly. Um, I'm going to watch this uh, from front to back when it's actually available to watch for free. Yeah, yeah I'm so excited. So yeah. they are rebroadcasting it as well, which makes me super excited because I'm just going to watch it again. Because Yay! why wouldn't I? Mm-hmm. Um, you paid your ticket. I paid my ticket, so that means I get to rewatch it. Super um, worth it, by the way. It was very worth it. So Super the the cost of the VIP ticket was forty five Canadian, mm-hmm. and the regular oh, ticket was thirty Canadian. Oh, yeah, not bad at all. Fifteen bucks. Yeah, I was saying that. Like, so people may know that I am not the biggest K-pop fan. It's not like I don't like it, but I mostly consume my K-pop or my Korean media through like variety shows and other stuff that's like more comedic nature. But you do get like I have I know who like Blink uh, Blackpink was and being like Blink fans or whatever, but I honestly didn't know how much I missed sort of like live shows 
because they had yeah. a very good live show vibe. They mixed it with some pre-recorded, which was fine because it was expected. They got some co- costume changes, some stage changes as well. Um, I think there was a very like acceptable, reasonable amount of like audience interaction. Like they would do a little bit of like uh, uh, what would you call it? Like almost like talking head parts where they would yeah where like they sit and and they talk about like their feelings on the song or like what what they're most excited to do like now that they've released their album like things like that Mm -hmm. but i genuinely enjoy that but most of all the shows were hot as hell oh my god it was so good Like, like there was nothing to like the only thing that we as a group were like didn't love all the costume changes uh like like the ones that were selected for each member but the yeah. choreography was on point the singing the choreography was on point. the vocals the, the stage stages wow were incredible. the stages were great yeah so i want to talk about a, a particular stage so um they oh, did a bunch it. of their sort of like big um very popular songs that they've they've done mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. all of their hit singles so boom kill this love kill this love was the stage was the song that they opened up with kill um, this love is my, such a jam it's a it's a banger track but the other sort of like huge major super crazy hit that they've had and that they've done um was d4 so do 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 um and i love that song i listen to that song all the time and i was really curious to see like how they were going to incorporate because i was like of course they're going to do that song Mm -hmm. during the concert so they had a their pre-recorded footage was of pretty savage which they had shown um a couple days before the concert um they were on like they were guests on the late show and so they let the late show show the pretty savage cover or the pretty savage performance and they transitioned it into into d4 and it was so cool because it starts off with them and they're they're like lit um they're like backlit so you can only see their silhouettes um, right as the, the the music starts and then you see the pyrotechnics come up behind them like with the fire mm-hmm. um, and then down below them as they start singing sort of like the 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 intro to the song you can see this entire like group of male backup dancers and they're all shirtless and they're in of like course. a pool they're in like a pool of water and they're like water dancing stage. In water. oh my god it's like, it was a water was, stage so pool of water is maybe not the best way of putting it it was like ankle deep Sort yeah, of? yeah. <laughs> pool is like so was, they weren't swimming. They weren't puddle, swimming. Sorry. But it was like it was like Two a, inch a, a water. Yeah. yeah, puddle stage. It was like a it was like a water stage. But it was, it was like very puddle. cool. I it love when cool. people do water stage as well, though. Like it's just so yeah. so sexy. But we were also saying like it like there was some um, probably benefit to having pre-recorded stuff because like for sure the they water, got wet. The water stage was yeah like was pre-recorded but we were saying like you do not want to screw that up on live like you just can't yeah. afford to it's, it's you can't afford it's to too because risky like, physically yeah because they they then they get down off the because st- mm-hmm. there's a fire going on behind them then they get down onto the stage and they're singing and dancing and they do like yeah. the next two choruses and the next two verses just completely in the water with the backup dancers yes. and they're splashing like everybody's like splashing water around intentionally to make it like this big show and they're dancing mm-hmm. and then there's laser lights that are going in and out of the water it was so cool, cool. and I, I i totally agree that i'm like 
if you mess that up on live like how do you recover from that because right. like what happens if somebody gets like, injured or gets like, injured or like yeah. worse like they they have their you know their their wi-fi like equipment for their their microphone oh, yeah, and stuff yeah, if you fall in the water and that gets drenched and stops working like mm-hmm. in the middle of the performance you no one can hear you sing anymore right so it was very cool to be fair, I've seen a lot of instances where, like, people have taken clips of Blackpink performing and they will, like, highlight little things. Like, this is Jenny telling the sound engineer to turn her microphone up. Or this is um, Jisoo telling the oh, audio talking, engineer yeah. that she can't hear in her earpiece. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. They're so subtle. Yeah. But, but they're, they they're are so trained to do it. this. Yeah. yeah, they're they're professionals and they know what to do. And it's like, it, it was just a really cool set of performances to watch. It was mm. it was really exciting. I had a really fun time. Mm. I hope someday the world will be um, a much healthier place and I'll be able to see them live. I really want to see them live. I, I think that join. would be incredibly would fun. That would uh, be so much fun. The, the friggin' solos. The solos. <laughs> the solos were amazing. Oh, holy crap. Each girl got, I think, two solo parts, I want to say. No, they each was got it one. one. Was it one? Each one. Each, but I feel each like person got had, one. Yeah. No, no, no. You're right. You're right. Um, they were, like, just so amazing. Because, like, they, they, they had, ah, oh, it was a makeup at the stage. The songs themselves uh, were amazing. It was solo. It was solo. the whole it was thing. Jenny's like, solo. I, I felt like they were, like, seriously, like, such good feature pieces um for each member like oh my god i would wa- rewatch those again and it again was... i'm not huge into this i am really not like but i they were just i, I were appreciate just the, the design so much production value like yeah. overall package and when i see stuff like that i'm just like give it to me that was it was very cool from like a performance standpoint like i i loved the individual stages they've always done individual stages for blackpink i think because like they have four members so they can fairly reasonably fit Mm -hmm. like four individual performances into an hour and a half show Mm -hmm. um as opposed to like say a bigger girl group where it's like if you have nine members and they all have to do a solo your entire concert is just them doing solo performances Mm -hmm. right yeah um, so they had Jisoo did a cover of Habits, um, and she wrote her own career, Korean lyrics for that. And it was really cool because she was like on this like stage that was set up like a, a really romantic, um, vintage, like Victorian style room. And she had this big, beautiful, um, chiffony, like curly ball gown. It was really oh, yeah. cool. And she had these like, um, interpretive dancers were dancing we on a stage beside her. Terrible we, camera work. Yeah, the cameraman was like, the cameraman was like, I see that there's dancers, so we're gonna pan the camera over and zoom in on Jisoo's face, and I'm like, okay, she's beautiful, and I appreciate Mm -hmm. it, but like, there's a stage and she's singing and there's dancers. I want to see, I want to see all of them. Yeah, give me all three or at least some focus shots on the dancers as well because they deserve it. They they worked hard. They worked hard. The dance was good. I saw like like, I I swear to God, we saw like five seconds of the dance. What was that thing that uh, Overwatch League used so you could switch between like every different player and different camera views? Yeah, yeah like the the viewer thing on Twitch. I would yeah, love Twitch that. Has, like, a so basically, they need that right for the concert. That would be amazing. That would have been exactly so I mean, that's what just I want. like squad play stuff on Twitch too, isn't it? Whatever. Yeah, it's but called. they also have it for but, yeah. I guess they call it squad play now, but like they 
Yeah. They have it set up where if you watch, like, if they do concerts or performances and stuff on Twitch, you can watch multiple yeah. perspectives from different cameras and kind of, like, tap around. It's really yeah. cool. Imagine if they cool. had a camera, like, to focus on each girl, but then, like, also different views of the stage. That would have been cool. I would have loved that. That would have been amazing to watch. That's a um, lot of ways to screw My favorite stage. Jeez. Um, there were... The, the solo stages were so good. So Jisoo's, mm-hmm. Jisoo was the first one, and that was really cool. Mm-hmm. And then they switched into Jenny, and Jenny had previously had a solo song called Solo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so she had just the most incredible makeup, outfit, the everything. Hair. The like hair. Like the hair. She had like this like, I don't know how else to describe it. Imagine it's like a braided, a, braided um, 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 like pigtail that's like loops into loops back into itself like it was like a uh uh, uh, i don't even know how to describe it but it was so it was just created such a good profile with like like her face shape and like her head shape kind of it was really appreciate all the production value that goes into all this yeah so do you are we are we gonna get something like this frota fest one day (laughs) i hope i hope i mean technically that's my uh <laughs> so Jay, yeah, totally are we gonna Jay's house? Videos. So, but I just for that, that, just someday. for you asking the wrong person, no, none. <laughs> oh no! None. I mean, okay, you also no don't way. get this, but I mean, I already got it. I got to see. I already got to watch it. So that is you true. Get you it did get to watch it. But it was, it was so the show. It was, uh, it was so lovely, and then. Um, so Jenny wrote her own lyrics for so like a, she wrote new lyrics for her own song like a new mm-hmm. rap verse which was really awesome and then Lisa came out Sick with rap. a Doja Cat say so cover oh. and she had her own oh, little choreography that she had her, written for this performance style. and she had this beautiful golden dress it, with these it was golden a black boots. and gold and silver affair and it was like sort of vintagey too like it was yeah, it so was hot so good it was amazing like oh the choreo God, the vocals were like nice and sweet and she wrote like a little she wrote her own rap verse into it because she's one of the rappers in Black Fink. it was so great and mm-hmm. then Rose, Rose went last and she hit us with the most lovely gift. Um, there's been teasers for the past week that she is getting her own solo song and she showed half the MV of her new solo song and then she sung live the Yeah, it transitioned naturally into a live um into a live uh performance from mm. the from the pre-recorded the MV. magic of internet television it was a nice it was uh, so cool so it was just it was a very fun enjoyable experience i so full disclosure i've never been to an in-person concert before it's always been something i've wanted to do wait ever ever no i've never i've never been to an in-person Wild. performance so there were there were and every single time i've regretted it so the first time i wanted to go see someone live I wanted to go see My Chemical Romance because I was a big My Chemical Romance fan as a teen. Um, and I never got to go. I couldn't afford tickets at the time because I was like a teenager. She was and a then baby. they disbanded. Yeah. Then they disbanded and I was really sad. Mm. Uh, they've recently sort of come back together. So there might be a reunion tour at some point in Ooh. the future that I want to attend. Um, and the other time I really wanted to go see an artist live was when Lil Nas X came to Stampede. And I was like, oh, I really want to go. Like, it's going to be great. But I wasn't sure about it because I found out about it last minute and realized that I would have to take time off of work because the concert was at like 1 p.m. on like a Wednesday or something. That's wild. And I was like, I don't know if I want to. And I mean, that's just because it's Stampede, right? Like, there's sort of like this like culture of like, 
you just do stuff all day at Stampede and like when Stampede happens you take like the whole week off or you take a couple days off of work yep. but I didn't want to do that like last minute so I didn't go and I regret it because I would have loved to see Lil Nas X live and so when I had was like I see that there's an opportunity to watch Blackpink you know it's not going to be the same as seeing them live but it's going to be better than not seeing them at all and it was well worth the $45 yeah. I hope if Blackpink has a show, like I would honestly go just based on what I saw on like, uh, I would hope that they don't do too many. Like, I wonder what their view is on American touring right now. I would hope maybe they would do a Vancouver show and I would go. I think they would because I believe they did do when they did their world tour, they did come to they did Vancouver and Toronto. Yeah. yeah. So I, I could see them doing that again. And then they also did um, when they were in this in North America, like the North American leg of their tour. That's when they did Coachella as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they have a pretty high opinion of like um sort of like western concert culture and supposedly they were really excited and like really like their dream was to do coachella so they were really happy that they got to do it in 2019 cool. so i'm hoping that like yes please when you when you are allowed to tour again and it's safe to do so please come to vancouver yeah, so yeah. i can go bliss but yeah i super I, like i said after the show i was like this was a really good show i'm super sad about not seeing any concerts for the past year like i'm not huge huge into concerts but i like my live shows and uh this is probably an unpopular opinion but i think i actually enjoy the way they did it because of the live performances i have been to i find that the sheer volume kind of doesn't let me enjoy the music as much as i would like and part of that is you know when when i actually you know started going to shows with people my friends actually started recommending, like, you should have um, musicians earplugs for these shows. Like, I don't know why you're going to these with completely no ear protection. And that had never occurred to me because when I was growing up, people were like, ah, yeah, I still can't hear after yesterday's concert. It's so great. No, that's not a good thing. That's not healthy for your, your ears. Yeah, but you know kids, right? <laughs> like, Yeah. Um, Don't know any yeah, better. That's, that's actually something that I've noticed in the past was, was actually the thing that made me enjoy going to live shows more was having musicians earplugs. But before that, I don't think I really got what was so great about live performances because the volume just hurt. I couldn't enjoy the good music because it just hurt to listen to it. To me, the best part about live shows... For anyone who's never been to one, is as much as you may be a fan of the artist and is like fan of the songs, the experience that you get isn't like, of course, they're not going to be able to address you directly. You're not going to get backstage, most likely. But it's the improvisation and sort of like you see the humanity of the people behind the artists and just behind the songs. They give you, they'll give you those stories a lot of the time where it's like, I wrote the song because of this. Or this is special to me because of this reason. And we came together to write this song. And like you usually won't get those. You won't get those on the album. You might get those on Wikipedia, like if you really want to look it up about it. But you don't get that moment of like humanity that you normally don't see because you kind of idolize, you know, artists in general. So it's kind of to me, anyways, the the sort of big bridging uh, moment that you get as a fan and, and of their work and why they do it at all. But that's me. 
Yeah. 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 I think that's very fair. Mm-hmm. We've got a little bit of time. We can talk about food. Food. Because food. we love, I love food. food. We do love I food. I ate food today. Disgusting. Tell Get us out. about the food. Tell me. Uh, so, for the last little while, most of the meats that are in our diet, it's just like pork, beef, chicken. It, it, it gets monotonous. Like, there's a million different ways to cook chicken, but at the end of the day, it's still chicken, right? Chim Kim. And uh, so last night while I was at work, I stumbled across some Adam Ragusea and uh, some other videos about salmon and how it's almost impossible to fuck up. And That's how it's super lie. good and easy. And I was like, hell yeah. But then you found a way to screw it up. Right? <laughs> no. I mean, parts of it were overcooked, parts of it were undercooked, and it was all good no matter what. I see. You just mixed the, so, the overcooked yeah. with the undercooked part. I, I had uh, salmon today for dinner. It was, uh, I think that's actually my first time ever cooking salmon. How did you prepare it? Uh, very simple. I just salt, pepper, garlic powder, uh, medium hot in olive oil, and just basically pan fried it like that. Skin on know, or it's, off? It's good. Uh, skin on. Hell yeah. But that's because I don't have a fillet knife sharp enough. That's okay. Or a fillet knife at all. You can eat to the skin. To really get the, the skin off. Uh, but it had the scales on there. So you oh, no. need to learn how to unscale it. Yes. Yes. That is a thing. But after you do that, the skin is also delicious. That's what I recommend. hear. But I've Especially tried eating scales before many years ago, and scale it does no not goo. work out very well. No, scale scales are no fish good. Armor. But if you sear the skin so it's crispy, it's usually very, mwah, very good. But hey, you yes. are on the way. This is the you path and to better The, the meat was nice and, and flaky, and it just came right off the skin. It was very good. Hmm. It was very good. Congratulations you on uh, your I, first foray. So I had uh, some asparagus, mm-hmm. just steamed and with some lemon on it. Yeah, Of course, lemon Perfect. on the salmon as butter? well. Uh, butter? No. No. And then just some uh, some salad with balsamic uh, vinaigrette. Okay. A very acidic dinner. It was good. It was good. Yeah. Uh, salmon used to be my go-to when I was living alone because I would cut up a giant salmon uh, filet thingy and then I would just have them portioned into little mini tinfoil packs that had like little cut up carrots inside them already and then I would just pop one in the oven and it would essentially steam it for me for dinner nice that was like the quickest easiest way to deal with salmon nice I'm actually fairly biased against uh, store bought fish mm-hmm. because when I was growing up we lived right near the, the Detroit River and the, the Great Lakes Detroit. and so Anytime we would go out and get fish, we would just walk down to the river, catch like five or six perch, and we would take them With home your for dinner. Bare hands, like perch or sunfish or even bass. Like perch is good. It it was uh, amazing. Like perch is still my favorite. Angela, fish, do you want to easily. go fishing? Not out here because Why bait not? fishing's illegal in Alberta. Mm. No, not bait. You're just without sitting at the fishing. fucking With, side of the river for you like six hours fishing. doing nothing. No, you can go. You can take boats. You can boot. Where the fuck do you go to? Everything is knee deep. We can go boot. You can go into the lakes. You can go. You can go fishing the in the lakes. Lake. No, the answer yeah. is it's okay, too I'm far to get to the lakes. Angelo's been spoiled for seafood, especially if he came from out east. I That's would hardly thing. argue going to a lake is being spoiled for seafood. 
when well, you get to the, the lake in 20 minutes. Well, just the fact that he had so much access to fresh fish. And you, you get really like hear. 50 foot deep water off the side of a fucking dock. Yeah. I will remind you now. You can't that get I that out here. I was born in Vancouver. <laughs> Don't tell me about your lake, boy. <laughs> Don't cite the deep magic to me. I was there when I was it was there written. It was written. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, Jay, you know what good water is like. Yeah, but I'm still want to go Alberta fishing. Doesn't fishing have is it. part of like it's also the process as long as well as the fish. Like, I'm okay with both. Fishing is like I don't know. It's, an it's like driving a go kart is still fun. Driving a golf cart is still fun, and driving a car is still fun. All of these things are good. Maybe I because also, I also sounds grew like you up in Ontario, where bait fishing was the norm, whereas out here fly it's fishing. considered poaching. Uh, fly fishing is the only situation where I've ever had lures actually work. In every other situation, it's like the fish just don't go for lures that's just maybe they just don't like you specifically i've never had a problem fishing out here (laughs) (laughs) it's been a long time since i've been fishing too we all go fishing we go but uh yeah that's just been my experience fly fishing on the other hand is the best kind of fishing if you're good at it if you're good at it i've seen many a horrible accident when you know people were figuring out how to do the fly part of fly fishing (laughs) it was not a good time i guess Oh, so I actually have a scar in my eyebrow uh, from when my sister was learning how to cast a line. Nice. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I was the fish that day. Exactly. Angelo oh, become fish. And now he is delicious. Of course I'm delicious. Have you seen me? Are He's you well fish? marbled. <laughs> He's fish. He's fish. He's fish. <laughs> Anyway, thank you everyone for coming to this episode of the podcast. Thank you. Fish, fish, fish. Yeah, it was so good to to fish with everyone. Thank you for listening. Thank you for the Blackpink concert deal. Thank you. You're so welcome. Angelo and Nancy, as always, for joining me. And thank you for fish. 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 Experience fish. Give me a fish.